And welcome to another episode of Lost and Down. I am your host, Stephen Weed. Of course, always joining me there in Pen- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I think I get it down by now. Wally Lukashevsky. Before I do toss it to him, we want you to know this episode is brought to you by TabEase.com, the premier de- Delta 8 edible on the market. You think I get that down by now? T-A-B-E-A-S-E.com. Use promo code FOOTBALL for 20% off as well as free shipping. Wally, I know we saw each other yesterday which seems pretty long. But prior to that, it's been about a week, week and a half. How the hell are you? I know you're over the moon after the news that broke today, which we'll inevitably eventually get to. But how are you, Walter? Oh, boy, Stephen. Today was a holy day. The fact that this is Holy Week and Derek Carr extended, we will save it. I am going to just – that's going to be a great way for me to really wrap up the show – But other than that, it's been really, really, really good. We're starting to get a lot of NFL news, too. I don't know if you saw right before we started uh, recording now, uh, Stephon Gilmore, he was visiting in Indianapolis today. That's fun. That's new. I think he'd be a great fit. Do you think that they're actually going to pull the trigger and sign him? I think they'd like to. I don't know if he's in a rush. That's the thing. He doesn't really have to be. And then on top of that, too, Baker Mayfield went on you never know podcast is by my favorite music artist in the world. And then he blows up. It was like the world's colliding. It's been so much fun. There's a, a lot of things going on in the football world and two weeks from Vegas, baby. Two weeks from Vegas, the NFL draft. If you guys haven't checked your calendar, yes, it's already halfway through April, which is pretty crazy to think about, but going to Vegas, getting to see what is it? The black star that they call it. The death star, the death star, even better. I'm really jealous. I can't wait to be following it all on all on Snapchat. You know I'm going to be taking it, posting it on Instagram if you're not doing it already. I cannot wait. When are you flying out? When do you oh, get back? Flying. What's the schedule looking like? That's the coolest part. I'm flying out on Tuesday, so I get to kind of relax on Wednesday, and okay. I'll have an interview. No one up. relaxes in Vegas, for the record. True. You'll hear an interview, too, with my buddy Tyler, the guy that I go with every year. And what I will say is Wednesday's a lot of fun. But Thursday and Friday, like, we take it seriously. It's not enjoyable. We get there early. We stand still for six hours to have good seats. We're playing on our phones all yeah. the time, trying to get scoops. It's awesome, but it's not. Wally out here with the grind. Make sure you get that loss of down shirt out there, too. Oh, wait until you see, especially for night two, because there's fewer oh, people boy. there. I am going shirtless underneath. I guess I got to tell you guys, going shirtless underneath. You know what? You- if you want to just give us a little taste and not the whole, not the whole entree. That's fair. You know what? No, I, I think that if you guys listen to this show right now, you deserve it. So I'm going to give you the taste. I'm wearing, you guys remember the chef apron? I'm wearing just the chef apron, short shorts, going to have my chef hat on, and I'm going to have loss of down logos. Like, what are they called? It yes. iron on right up here. It's going to be good. Are you just, you're just going to get a patch? Oh, you got the patch. I have two loss of right. down patches, and then I have the Raiders logo in the middle. It's going to be hard to miss me. Put if you're watching night nipple? two. When it's at the Bellagio. It's right outside the Bellagio, too. It's This is going to be so cool. They're going to have – I don't know if they're actually doing it this year. Pre-COVID, they planned on letting boats, what, go across to get on stage. Imagine big old Jordan Davis – getting on a little tiny canoe trying to like row over to meet Roger Goodell. They should put him on like a little tricycle. I think that'd be, that'd be better or a normal tricycle to see how small it is. It's like when Shaq holds a uh, 12 ounce beer can, it literally looks like a little mini bottle. Yeah. Mini like can with, in his hand. I think that'd be better. You've seen Andre the giant do it too, right? 
Like the yes, whole picture, it's like one of these where can, it's like <laughs> it's insane. You can just pump Shaq in his in his fat head. Oh God, no kidding, no kidding. But hey, uh, I I hate to do this, but do you want to? Let's talk about the really sad news that happened this last week first, and then we can hopefully really get some upbeat. Energy back in the episode. We'll have Evan Desker after. I think that'll probably be it's cool with you. We throw it over to him probably after talking about the tragic news this last weekend to get a little happier and then get on with the rest of the show. What do you think? I think that you should kind of lead with this. This is your guy. You're a Buckeye. I know I'm living in the Buckeye state and Buckeye country here in Columbus, but this is this is hitting a little bit closer home to you. And Wally, I mean, man, this last this last 12 months has been insane with either one of your football teams. So I can't imagine, but I want to kind of open up the floor and let you have this one. I'll give my opinion. I'll give my statements as well, but this is your guy. This is your Buckeye. Absolutely. And I know he's he's one of your personal favorites. Yeah, that just, I mean, we'll get to that, I guess, right after, but just in case, God forbid, if you were under a rock and you haven't seen Dwayne Haskins tragically passed away this last week when he was hit by a truck, Uh, only 24 years old. He was down in South Florida training with some of his buddies that are on the Steelers right now. And this is one that I think really, really hit hard. And not only Buckeye fans, not only Dwayne Haskins fans, whenever you see a, a, a really young person in the prime of their life, especially someone that it was as happy and as full of life as Dwayne Haskins was, I mean, you saw the day before on Instagram, he's laughing and and being a hype man for his buddies and stuff like that. He's just a genuinely really good human being. And just, it feels a little less full in the world after now that he's gone. And the, the most important part about this is obviously the family, people that knew him. But the outpouring of support that you've seen, not only from the Ohio State community, the NFL community, reporters that have talked to him, fans, it says so much about what this young man really was. And this, these are so hard, too, when now we're, we're finally starting to get to that point where we are 28 years old, where, you know, you, you start thinking about things. And it's hard not to with things like this. We're not alone, but we've all probably had people that we've cared about at young ages, whether they were classmates or whatever, that have passed away. And these kind of moments really make you reflect on those own personal experiences, those own personal losses. I just, I'm over, it's been really hard. I mean, it's been four days and I'm really struggling to talk about it still just because, yeah, it's selfishly too. Dwayne Haskins was arguably my favorite Ohio state player of all time. He changed the standard of Ohio state quarterback. You've heard me a million times on this show. Even I understand that he hasn't been the most successful NFL quarterback at this point, but I've still been in his corner because I thought he has the tools. If he can just get in the right situation, he can make a career out of this. And with how passionate of a person he was with how full of life he was, I'm convinced that not only his best human days were ahead of him, but his best football days were too. And it's just, just heartbreaking, man. Heartbreaking. And we heard of like a lot of the support you had, you know, you know, he was out there with Najee Harris and uh, Chase Claypool practicing there in South Florida. And, and you're hearing all these 
coaches, Mike Tomlin there in the Steelers organization saying he's one of the hardest working players that they've had in the organization. He was in there every single day during the off season. So even though he kind of had a rough couple starts, it seemed like you said, seemed like the better days were ahead of him and he was going to flip that, you know, turn that leaf. And with that quarter competition, that quarterback competition they were going to have, maybe he was going to excel and, and maybe he was going to finally take that step in his career. And so it's extremely unfortunate. Um, it's, it hit, definitely hits close to home, a lot closer to some some others that feel just as passionate about him being that favorite quarterback, let alone favorite Buckeye that you guys watched. And there's very there's rarely like that talent that comes at the quarterback position for Ohio State. And like you said, he changed that mold and what they are of, of him. And then he got Justin Field, and he could throw Joe Burrow in there because I know that he's a Buckeye. So he was that different quarterback. Right. He wanted to he wanted that long ball and he wanted to destroy you. And he did. And it's and it's very heartbreaking to see him as a young kid, obviously playing playing football for the Buckeyes and to see what he had and just raw talent, just untapped talent that he was it feels like inevitably going to reach. And unfortunately, it's one of those moments to your point, staying it's one of those days that you just kind of sit back and you just call your best buddy or you, you call your mom. It's like, Hey, just want to say, I love you. Cause unfortunately it has to get to this point. We say it every single time. It's, it has to get to a point like this where something happens where people then start showing, you know, start reaching out and be like, Hey, I love you. I, we say we love you all the time. And I do that to my friends cause you never know. And unfortunately it's a horrible thing that's happened. You never wish this on anybody. And I, you know, condolences to the Buckeye family, the, Commodore Washington family because he was a hometown kid just across you know about 30 40 miles there in Maryland so he grew up in that area uh, to the to the Pittsburgh you know the Pittsburgh Steelers organization but most importantly condolences to his family his friends his his wife that he had and it and it's horrible and I know you don't want to give the time of the day but I'm that pity person that will give you the time of the day Gil Brandt I don't fucking care that that dude's on his deathbed anyway but Adam Schefter just the heartless tweet and just it's why did just overall this is just another notch on Adam Schefter being horrible on social media and just communication overall this it was a extremely tasteless untasteful I don't even know how to go about this I'm just ranting on about this guy just the tweet that he had just talking about his performance and what he was now granted yes I know I touched on it but I wasn't touching on it to describe the death of a 24 year old that just happened. And that's how he described it. And then you have backlash and then you take it down. Then you dread. Why is Adam Schefter? And this isn't the only reason, but why is Adam Schefter still a reliable source? This dude can't even get free agency, right? He's being completely disrespectful when he's posting about the passing of players. This dude can never get it right. This dude needs to be blackballed. And stop reporting sports. He can't. Re- he cannot report anything correctly. It's always false. Team Rappaport, and that and the guy should be a disgrace. And also, Adam Schefter's graphics on his podcast are dog shit. For the money that that guy's supposed to be raking in, and now now I'm just getting personal. Well, and he's a Michigan fan, so fuck him. <laughs> I will. I will say one thing. I didn't want to talk about Adam Schefter before, but they you brought up his podcast. I didn't listen to the apology. I'm I. Was... No, there's there's no reason to insist. Of course, you're going to apologize, and of course, it's going to be lengthy. And he's very, he's a wordsmith. I wouldn't call him a doctor of English like yourself, but he knows how 
he just knows how to make that apology because it's not his fucking first time having to apologize for obviously first time for something to this extent but the dude has to apologize a lot because he's often just talking out of his ass but what i guess bothered me about it and i haven't again i haven't heard it so take that with a grain of salt but to make your apology on your podcast to get clicks to further clicks for espn it just felt so disingenuous to me that if you wanted to apologize apologize on twitter where it's not going to do you any damn good you just make your public statement instead you turn it into a way to get people to listen to you and to your podcast i i just again i didn't hear the apology there's a chance he really is sorry but to me it it was poor taste to begin with and that was again very disingenuous and it bothered me but one can i say can i say one nice thing about dwayne haskins and i'll move on of course i'm not going to tell you no yeah so i i just we look back now at that rookie season when he finally got that first win, people were so quick to turn on him and say, you're going to act this way after one win. But now you're seeing the same people turn around and say, you could see how passionate he was for football and how much he loved the game. The only good, and it's not good, but I think you'll understand what I'm trying to say. The only good thing that came out of this was the fact that people now are able to see how special he was and how much of an influence he had on not only his teammates, but his fans to his friends. Like that wasn't a make it about him moment. It was, I want to celebrate with my hometown. We just got our first win together. And at that point it was, this is our first win of many. I'm your franchise quarterback. I'm so proud to be from DC. I'm so proud to be your quarterback and I'm just, it's tough, man. I, 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 again, I got nothing else to say. I appreciate it. Let me talk about it, but Dwayne Haskins is the man. We love Dwayne Haskins, Buckeye great forever. And again, uh, feels a lot more empty today. Yeah. RAP is as they call him Simba, Dwayne Simba Haskins. He had a lot, like you said, a lot of ball, a lot of life uh, that was left on the field and condolences to the family and, I don't even know which, what more you could say. Honestly, I think you've wrapped it, wrapped it up and summed it up pretty well. Well, then how about this? Uh, to, to really kind of change the mood again. Again, we love you, Dwayne, but ball's got to keep moving. Let's send it over right now to your buddy, Steven. Do you want to tell the people a little bit about Evan before? Because we jumped right into the, the interview yesterday. We had so much fun with him. But tell us why we should be listening to Evan Desiker. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, shout out to my boy Evan Desiker. Uh, been a we we originally met when I where I currently work now. Been here four years. He was a kid from Atlanta, had moved up here, so we related quickly off Bojangles and just kind of Southern living it, and it not snowing ever. So, and and the biggest thing, gambling. Last World Cup, me and him were gambling up a storm. I don't think we got any work done. Most most of our income was just coming from gambling, but it was it was a blast to have him. He's always he's always been a listener supporter since day one wanted to get him on here huge atlanta falcons fan so you know we had to poke some fun with the 28 to 3 which is which he has a great story because he was at that super bowl and then of course with matt ryan julio jones leaving calvin ridley i had to poke some fun because 
he's miserable and he's sitting there in, in his misery. And that's why Wally wanted him because he's a Pirates fan. They related quickly right off the bat. And I thought it made for a great interview. I think we could have, there could have been a lot more uh, footage on this. We had to cut it short. Yeah, if we ever have big Atlanta Falcons news again, maybe whether it be later this offseason, next offseason, we'll definitely have him back. He was a great guest, like you said, and at 28 to 3 story, you're really going to want to hear. It was a really good one. But let's send it over now. Evan Desker. Willie Mo always ready. Willie Mo always ready. Willie Mo always ready. Willie Mo always ready. Mo City, man. Willie Mo gonna run it back like Mike T. Set it up and I'm gonna kick it like Matt Brown. Nothing move till I snap like mud duck. I'm gonna do my thing till the juice like Matt Brown. Run up on me, I'm gonna hit you with the J snail. OG in the game like Mike P. This week, we probably have another interview here. A good near dear friend. I know we have a nice little casting couch intimate view that we have here uh, for Loss of Down. Mr. The one and only season ticket holder of the Atlanta Falcons. You still a season ticket holder? I ditched him this year, man. Ditched him. That <laughs> he's he gets a new job being able to run people's taxes. He's a finance guy, so he so he knows where to cut the loose ends. Obviously, the Falcons ticket uh, is the number one thing. But I've talked about enough, Mr. Evan Desker. Evan, thank you for having me. Hey, appreciate How are you? it. Well, I appreciate you, sir. Big fan of the show. Honored to be on here. Um, didn't ever think I'd be getting to talk about Dirty Birds on the, on the radio and seeing you guys on the screen and everything. I'm excited. So let's just get down to it. Man. Are you excited? It is the Falcons. Yeah, you know, I mean, no one really listened to me gripe and complain about the Falcons. So you guys have to for a certain You have period. a platform now. Exactly. You finally have, have that platform. And that's my biggest issue is even when we're good, they just didn't even talk about the Falcons. They're just, they're just like kind of like the guy that you step over on the street. They just don't care. You just look past. So the, the AI Ty Lu step over. There you go. So now you have to listen while you're going to have to talk to Falcons today. How do you feel about it, man? No, see, this is actually good because Steve's been the guy in your corner for the last like two years on the Falcons train. I know it. We're switching roles now because now that you're in this like deep rebuild, this is actually a fun opportunity to interview you because the last two people we've had on it's kind of those up and coming playoff style teams and no disrespect to the Falcons that's not the expectation in 2022 it's a desolate wasteland on offense right now so I wanted to actually start with that Arthur Smith he's really being set up to fail and we've seen a lot of times coaches only get that two years Mm -hmm. do you think that with the I guess the lack of talent on offense right now, he's going to have a longer leash, at least gets another year after this. Uh, yeah. I, Arthur Blank is a, a family guy. He's a moral guy, almost to a fault. He's, he's not going to get rid of, I mean, it's just true. He's not going to get rid of Arthur Smith um, after this year. I mean, even if they don't win a game, I would predict the hot take, he would not get fired, but the Hugh Jackson that, special. Yeah. Oh, and 16. Well, I, I can see it. You also got to think, right? You're going to be building that team for a couple of years. We'll see. Obviously, we'll get to the Marcus Mariota edition here, <laughs> but it's Tom Brady in that division. Your, your hopes can't be that high of actually winning that division. Maybe missing the playoffs. Yeah, that's going to hurt. But how high would that really be with having Tom Brady inevitably just taking away the South from you? Well, we're used to it, you know, so <laughs> nothing new there. We're okay with that. Um, actually, the weird pulse on the Falcons fandom right now is classic Falcons. They they win kind of to, to spite themselves oftentimes. Right when they right when the games don't matter, they go they to San Francisco. 
and a great team and go and win just off the rip. That was last year, two years yeah. ago. If you're a gambling man, you generally just stay away from the Falcons. Um, but <laughs> having said that, yeah, I just, uh, I think that they could slow key slip, you know, seven, eight wins in there somehow. I think somehow they could win one game. I, you know, it's really out, out for uh, grabs. Um, Arthur Smith is, is running a, a really different offense. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch pretty boring. You, you fall asleep watching it, but a lot of well, we bet on it. Yeah. That's why I don't know if you caught that nine 30 jets, Falcons, London game, but <laughs> I think every single play there was like at least one tight end motion. So I don't think he's got his personnel yet. I think they're going to give him at least two years. With staying on that, I know we kind of just alluded to it with the Marcus Mariota edition. Do you, we'll get to Matt Ryan, how we're feeling about that, but obviously a downgrade. I love it. Why? I, I, I'm, you can I, call something. You can drop I an F. I fucking F1. love there it. There you go. I just fucking love it. It's like one of the best moves the Falcons ever made because it's a setup to either fail yes. miserably, which I'm totally cool with. Or all of a sudden we could maybe maybe he plugs in his old system in, in Tennessee where he got drafted for. And maybe he, you know, is a little bit better than, than we hoped. And we only are paying like six and a half million a year for him. And that's it's like I and that's and it's yeah. mostly incentive based too. So it's not even going all the way up to the six and exactly. a half. So it's gonna be even cheaper. I wonder they're pretty positive or not positive. They they always make the those goals attainable for him, like the Gronks, you're always making that. You know, OBJ was getting a lot of those incentive base. I think Mariota can be successful. That O line, the past decade. O line. So and he bad. just paid Jake Matthews again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How did Jalen Mayfield look last year? I didn't get a lot of time to watch him. Was he okay inside? No, no, he did not. Oh, good. Have However, though, I mean, you know, being a Buckeye myself, I know you are as one as well. While you, you know, you draft a Michigan guy, you're like. You know, shit. But uh, so you, I hope for the best for him, but he was getting exposed a lot last year. However, he's starting as a rookie. So, I mean, that's a lot to ask for anybody. The O line's young. Um, it's it's going to be tough, man. He got two pieces. Yeah. Well, hey, going back a second, I'm so proud of you for being excited for this Marcus Mariota, bringing him in because you got it right, too. Because this wasn't a move designed to make you guys a lot better. This is a move that says, we have 20% of our cap is dead cap next year because of moving on from Matt Ryan. We are going to basically just give him an opportunity. To, it's more or less a job interview for other people down the road. Because right now, I mean, he's going to be throwing Auden Tate, Demir Bird, Kaderil Hodge. I mean, these are names Whoa. that the average fan doesn't know who they are. I was going to ask you to name three uh, Falcons pass catchers. So there you go. Like, you had to look what, that up. What's that one guy's name? Like, Zedarius Olin? What is he not on the roster? I know Olamide Zacchaeus or something like that. They had to tender him, like they had to put a tendering offer. So that's what round? What round? I think it was like a third or fourth. Man. Okay, that's not that bad. But still, if it was, if it was a second or higher, I'd be questioning. <laughs> pass catching is going to be at a minimum. They're not giving Marcus Mariota much to work with, so we're not expecting much. However, hey man, if he steps in and plays well, you're right. Like it's an interview for another team. Hell, it could be an interview for us. But on the flip side, I had a question for you experts. Like, what if we take experts? You hear that? Yeah, that is, I love that we're hearing that. That is such a lie, but we appreciate it. Well, hell, I've been listening. I, I think I, I think you guys are experts. Maybe not. You know, maybe uh, maybe I'll find. Damn it, Wally! He's backtracking yeah, already. But uh, yeah, we we deserve that. We get eight. I mean, the whole landscape changes, and so like we're what like two weeks out from the draft. This whole conversation could be put in the shitter, so to speak. 
if they take Kenny Pickett at eight, which I wouldn't surprise me. I don't want it, but I know he's got small hands. Is that why? <laughs> I you know what? I'm like so anti quarterback right now. It's it's awesome. I feel like I just got a. Uh, I feel like I just got divorced and everybody's getting married. And I'm like, I'm out here shopping, bro. I'm like, I'm next year we're gonna be picking up anywhere we can, all over pay. I don't even care. But so that's the answer. Instead of quarterback, it's got to be wide receiver at eight, right? I think so. I mean, yeah. And I was thinking maybe corner also. I mean, I think best player available, but then they signed uh, Casey Hayward. Mm-hmm. So he'll be uh, across from A.J. Terrell, who somehow had a Pro Bowl season last year. No, no. Hey, A.J. Terrell, he was underrated. There was at one point, I want to say, like week nine or week 10, he had, he had the best take with a grain of salt, PFF grade four quarterbacks and he had one of the lowest if not the lowest amount of yards allowed yeah. in the NFL at one point guys a stud you're gonna add Casey Hayward that guy who's just a veteran in the locker room me and Wally both know him and what he can bring to the table he was really I think good obviously yeah exactly right I you know we saw him in what he in his time there in Los Angeles and San Diego as well mm-hmm. uh, with with that kind of sticking on the draft you know, like you said, it could go Kenny Pickett. It could be a cornerback. Maybe you get a wide receiver. Maybe you fuck around, get a an offensive tackle. Maybe maybe someone from that guy from NC State falls from you. Is that that's I, what I want? Ideally, what is at least your first couple picks looking like that you want? I mean, I'll tell you something. The Falcons have never ever had as a pass rusher ever. There is a stat. Uh, you know, well, Beasley. Thick Beasley. Oh <laughs> man, I should kick you out of my house right now. I'm a guest. Your uh, page likes me more anyway. So you keep it here. Beasley. Oh man. Well, just look, another Vic fucking up in Atlanta, I guess. Uh, oh, oh, this guy's got his zingers lined up, huh? Wow. Oh. oh man. Well, I'll tell you what. Like we've missed on a lot of pass rushers, but I, I wouldn't be afraid to take a swing there. We've only in the history of the Falcons, they've been a team since 1966. There's only been 15 seasons, like, and this is could be multiple players, 15 seasons with a double-digit sack player total since 1966. So, like, if we can get a pass rusher, if somehow dude from Oregon slips down, Thibodeau, you know, I'd love to take him. I, I hear he's slipping. I'll take him. If one of the tackles slips, we need help at the line. Pretty much anywhere but quarterback, I'm a happy camper. I'm, I mean, obviously – Probably seen some mocks. Garrett a lot. Not Garrett Wilson. I'm sorry, is projected to maybe slip in there. Stingley Jr. Maybe, but you know, as long as you don't take pick, I'll be happy. At that point, you're just looking for the best, the best player available. We're looking for the best player. That's what I think. Um, I'm trying to be confident in our new GM. That was uh, that was the problem before we kept Thomas Dimitrov as our previous GM. He was on board for since we drafted Matt Ryan. So. Oh, that guy looked like such a square. It's like a soul patch. And oh, I never liked that guy. Strictly never judge a book by its cover. And that's all I did. I did not, I didn't even read the monologue. I was like, nope, I'm not gonna even look at this guy, respect him whatsoever. You call it a monologue instead of a prologue? That's why I said, okay, the English, the doctorate in English is who are you? Who are you? That's big money box, man. You know, that's what you go to school for. Hey, you're the English guy, and I'm the and I'm the talking guy. Yeah, this is a monologue right here, what you're doing. <laughs> oh, I see. So when you're saying we're going receiver, you're thinking uh, Either Drake is, is gone. See, I think Ridley has to be gone after this. I mean, it sounded yeah. like there were already almost deals in place before the suspension, and the Falcons were just good for them, kind of like high morality. Like, we're not going to trade him until at least we know what's going on with this. High morality. Look at yeah. those guys on the high hill where it gets them, man, you know? 
I, that's, I what, that's what I've been thinking about him for years. <laughs> at this point, like I don't, I'm, I'm not as in tune or in plugged in, I guess, with the Falcons. But I just, I feel like I keep hearing Drake London's name there, and I keep hearing Garrett Wilson. So, if it's one of those two, I think you, you got a home run. It's just like you said, if you bring in Kenny Pickett or who, when any of these other quarterbacks, the way it is nowadays, and I mean, you are expected to play if you're a first round quarterback, and stepping into that offense right now. Even if these guys have the talent, it's just you you don't want to Trevor Lawrence these guys. You don't want to break them before they even get going. Yeah. Well, they have a way better head coach, and I think just front office. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Atlanta, but at the end of the day, we are talking about Jacksonville yeah. in comparison here. Now, I do, I do want to kind of take this step back about the team overall. Like Wally said, I always went up to bat for you, the Falcons. Why? I have no idea. It was just one of those where I look like a genius if I go for it on fourth down, but if I don't make it, then I'm the I'm the dumbest person on, on earth. I've rode that train for the past two years. You've lost all-time greats in your franchise. You got Matt Ryan, best quarterback that you've ever had. Julio Jones, I'd probably argue best wide receiver that you guys had. I'm sure there's a couple people you can compare, maybe. I can't. <laughs> but over these past two years, what is it like seeing it kind of just – it get blown up? I'm happy as hell. I'm like I planted the bomb, dude. <laughs> um, like, I'm sorry, sorry if that I can't say that, but um, Northern no, Airport, we're good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm happy for Matt Ryan, I'm, and I think he's a solid player. I, I really do. I think that he personally has won us several games in the last couple of years. And I'm like, damn it, Matt, if you weren't on our team, we would be a little shittier and be able to pick somebody. So getting rid of Matt Ryan is kind of like was a shocker that someone would take his cap hit since it was so high. The Julio to me is more like a, like a sad thing, like a, because he's like, I know what he once was and he, he just isn't that anymore. So we moved on, I think at the right time, hell, we got a second rounder out of it. Yeah. Like, in, in hindsight, that's looking amazing. It looks it's, really it's a highway good. robbery. Yeah. Basically. He's not even on the team. He traded him to. He's floating around. Still yeah, I mean, in free agency. Well, he didn't have his first touchdown catch until either the last game of the year or second last game of the year last year. It was just like you guys think- said, he's, he's over the hill. I don't think yeah. he eclipsed 600 yards, and if he did, all I know for a fact is he had 131 yards in one game, and I don't think he had more yards collectively the rest of the season. So he's not even – guess he's not even clocking over 250 or, or 300 at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. He can't stay healthy, and honestly, he's still floating around. He got a dome team that Matt Ryan just went to. You know where he's Can you going. see him go back to – I think he – why not? They need a wide receiver. They would they would love a veteran outside of T.Y. Hill in there because he's also floating around. You're not wrong, man. You bring him as a deep throw. You got Michael Pittman who's playing nice. Mo Ali Cox isn't anything to shake a stick at. Nothing to bring home either. But they best, have some pieces. One of the best O lines. One of the best O lines in football. If not, yeah, top top three. Top if three not the O line. Best one. No, I mean, I'm in love with Quentin Nelson. I got like a weird crush on Quentin Nelson, so you will never. You know why? Because it's 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 for us. The fat white guy yeah. finally getting so recognition. We yes, we love Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yes, finally for the white guys at running back. We don't we don't run. Well, think about it. The, since we've known each other, I had the Quentin Nelson love. Obviously, last year was the Landon Dickerson, and I was in love with the Philadelphia Eagles line all last year. Wherever Tyler Lindenbaum goes next in this what next two weeks, it's over. I'm going to immediately start standing that offensive line. I'm going to probably overestimate their win totals by two or three, because that's what I do. I am in love with offensive line play. Yeah. I mean, gosh, we're hyping that guy up so, so heavy, I feel like. But yet, 
I see him going all the way down in the twenties, maybe even like later in the draft. And I'm like, I kind of would love to trade back and scoop him because heck O-line is where it all starts. Like, you know, so I would love to have that. It just goes to show how undervalued offensive line is. I mean, you guys, the last time I can think off the top of my head, you guys got an awesome interior offensive line kind of falling back was Alex Mack. And that was way back. Yeah. In the, I mean, when you, that was just awesome. When you got him from Cleveland, the way they were able to keep pulling on down, I think they traded down two or three times in that. Yeah. For some reason, we just undervalue certain positions this time of year. I mean, there's a reason why Kyle Hamilton's starting to kind of fall down a little bit too, just because we're like, oh, it's a safety. Yeah. You need these guys. We could use that guy as well. And yeah. it's plus 640. I don't mind. We'll take them. I mean, that's a laundry list that we're asking for here. I'm but just, let's I get to the I'm O-line. Let's, let's, get, let's get your O-line right. At least one. Let me kind of focus around it. And, and a goddamn wide receiver, Wally. Check this, guys. We got all five of our O-linemen are first or second round picks. All five of them, but they're all trash. Yeah, this isn't like when this isn't like when the Washington football team Commodores Redskins spent five straight first round picks on their D line and every yeah. single one of them just came in and were just dominating. We yeah. tried to address it. It just isn't addressable. So <laughs> oh it is. Like I, I, are you are you are they trying? I don't think they we are. We tried. So I think that we just uh, signed Marcus to kind of stand back there for a couple of years and see what he can do, you know? He's got legs. That's probably why. He's, yeah. he's gonna be comfortable in the offense. He'll I think that they'll be able to do something. I just don't know I don't know what their ceiling is, but it can't be that much far from their floor. Plug for fantasy owners, definitely pick up the second tight end, whoever it will be for the Falcons. <laughs> Hopefully it's Tim Tebow. That'd be sick. <laughs> Please, no. Right. Hey, before I forget, I didn't find out until right before we started recording, you were at the 28-3 Super Bowl, oh, and yeah, you yes. wanted to bring up a story from that. I haven't heard this yet. I'm really excited, so you got to share that now. Well, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't heard it yet because all my friends that are going to be listening to this are going to be like, of course you had to tell that story, man. But <laughs> I, uh, what gets them through the day. Yeah, I mean, heck, I, I spent a lot of money on the Super Bowl tickets, as one should do when your team goes, you know, if you're, unless you're like a Packers fan like this guy and you get to go all the damn time. I don't. We just lose in the NFC Championship game. Well, hey, all right I'm there. saying is when you get a chance to go, you, you pull a damn trigger. So, it co- you know, it costs pretty penny to get down there. You know, I'm – I'm a realist, so it's like 28 to 3, you know, at, at half, I think. We get a pick six. Robert Alford picks it at half, and there's like a minute left. I'm like, I – for some reason, I wanted to watch Lady Gaga at halftime. I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to go pee. Oh, we know why. I was like, I'm going to go pee right now, and I get in line, and this just hammered Patriots fan – I mean, he can't, can't even stand up, basically – is behind me, and he's just like – this is Bill fucking Belichick and Tom Brady. What do you think's going to happen? You think they're out? And I was like, hmm, you know, drunk words are, are sometimes wise words. So I was like, I'm going to check the live bet on this bad boy, you know, just to, just to see. I'm just going to look. No big deal. And it was uh, $20 down for $1,600 back. I was like, shit. We won the Super Bowl. I'm out 20 bucks. We lose a Super Bowl, it pays for half my ticket. So I pulled the trigger on that. I did not tell anybody that was with me. We I drove from Ohio to Atlanta to Houston, and I didn't tell Seoul for like two or three years because my I mean they do. It's it's in their mind, it's my fault that we lost. But I and another thing about that story is I guess I'm just showing that I'm a pessimist, but 
like we get to the point where we're we're up 16. I look over at my buddy McCool and I said, they'll get both two point point conversions. They will get but like before they even score, you know they're getting both two point fucking conversions. Tom Brady. Like we all we need is three. I was like, we need three, they will get both two point conversions. So that's that's my Super Bowl story, man. Um it's oh, the best bet I ever made, but also kind of sold my soul off with it. <laughs> yeah, you should have put 40 on there. You would have came back with a free Super Bowl all ticket. Right, all right. I don't know oh. if I have 40 in my account. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, man, it was a well, you did it, after it was a stab and I cashed in, didn't tell anybody, and then uh caught a lot of heat afterwards. So this I, is public people. If anyone, any Atlanta Falcons fan out there, Evan Desker, what's your address? Let me uh <laughs> Dude, come I, up here. I love it though. You've Steven, you've seen now way too much. I love the hedge. Happiness hedge is what my family has called it. Where when the Raiders are playing, I, I bet a lot of money. My biggest bet I ever made a few years ago, I bet the Chiefs minus nine against this the Raiders. Because I'm like, they're yeah, they're gonna we know our team. They're right. gonna curb stomp the Raiders, and right. at least I'll get a pretty penny back from it. And then when you lose. Or if the bet loses, who cares? That means that my team beat our arch rival. Exactly. I'm worth every freaking penny on earth. So good for you. I'm glad you at least got something out of it. Yeah. Um, and going down there, you know, I knew, hey, well, hell, we're playing the Patriots, Tom Brady. You know, we weren't favorites. Kyle Shanahan lost his playbook in media week. You know, a little fishy. A little fishy stuff going. He's talking to the Niners. Devontae Freeman's asking for a new contract before the game. Like, Hopes weren't really high. So Devontae Freeman, holy shit. Yeah. Talk about falling off a cliff. I, I don't yeah, I don't wish not well upon anybody, but he's he's probably on the list of my most you were asking me earlier who's my most hated Falcon. He's he's on that oh, list. Oh, we will definitely get to that with <laughs> obviously Devontae Freeman. I know we're Steven backtracked. Calvin Ridley. We're gambling. We're talking about gambling. We're all we're all gamblers here. <laughs> it's legal, man. Except if you bet on, on the one sport that you participate in. I Calvin Ridley, how pissed off. Like, what's this kind of like your spectrum of emotion? So I'm sure you kind of rolled that roller coaster. Like, oh, come on, everyone bets this. Okay, maybe that's stupid. All right, this guy really fucked up. It's kind of bending the Falcons over. How are you feeling? And are you okay? I'm fine. I, I like a conspiracy theory that this guy maybe – Maybe did this on purpose, you know, you know, get a little nudge out of it. Nah, that's a hot take. But <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like I, I know a few people in the industry, not going to name drop anybody, but I know some people that coach, you know, people that played. And uh, I mean, that's just the number one thing. Like if I, I know, I know a guy that coaches somewhere. If I start talking to him about where he coaches, he's like, you're not betting on this, are you? And I'm like, no. And then he'll continue. But if I say yes, it stops right there. So like, I, I, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. Okay. So I know a couple people that I could get some good insider info from, but I, but I, I won't ever get it because they know that's the first rule. So it's like Calvin Ridley, you know, do I feel bad for him because he didn't bet very much? Yeah. Just cause it's low amount of bets, but yeah. he should know he's got to know. And they're going to use him as an example now that he's the first guy that this has happened to. And I don't think he really minds, man, because it seems like he wanted to take the year off anyways. Oh, he was just like, oh, man, I'll come back healthy next year. And, and yeah, it's just, hey, I only stabbed him three times. Yeah, but you killed the dude. Like, that, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, yeah, I only put in one bet. It's like, awesome. You did the, you did one thing one time. 
the number one thing that you don't do in the NFL. And he bet on the Falcons, Wally. Are you kidding me? Was yeah, that, that was that's why he should have been suspended. If you yeah. bet on the Falcons, you belong in jail. And this year's gonna be even more that like at least he had the Travis ETN kind of approach. I don't know if you guys saw that earlier today. They were talking about how he's like, yeah, if I was going to miss a year, I guess last one was a pretty good year to miss talking about urban Meyer. Yes. Same exact thing where, I mean, well, shit, if I'm him, I get a year off. I'm going to heal up and very likely on the other side of this suspension, I'm going to be traded to a contender and get paid. Well, yeah, we're, we're talking about the wider super contracts this year. Wait till next year when ever, there's a new crop of people looking for extensions. Maybe they're just DK. coming up in the go. No, we got DK, but we got DK. We got Debo Samuel coming up. You know, Cooper Cup is going to be, if he has another year like that, why the hell is he not going to be looking for a new contract? He's only getting paid 15 million a year, guys. Only. I mean, the, see, it, when you look at the list, he's like the yeah. like 26 highest paid receiver. So, you know, he's getting paid. Another one for the white. But guys. like, I think Calvin Ridley really hurt his. <laughs> Really hurt his draft or his uh, his contract stock on this one because he left the team before, you know, with mental health, which I respect. But I mean, it just seemed, how much of it was mental health? Like, I think he just didn't want to be in Atlanta, which I, I you know, I get it, I get it, man. You know, like I don't sometimes I don't want to live in Ohio, but I'm I'm here, man. I'm stuck. So you are stuck, not not like contractually though. So you're just kind of almost just, you're just kind of being lazy, <laughs> <laughs> but. I mean, Calvin really like this. We'll see, right? Yeah. If if Deshaun Watson's getting the contract that he's doing with the with just how extreme everything's been going on with his life, why would this guy not get paid, not get a fat contract when he seemingly isn't going to be looking like he he miss a beat at that time? We'll see. Middle of his fucking prime, and and they'll be able to lock him down. Look, oh, is he 24, 25? You get him yeah, until that 31, 32 mark. There, see you never. I'd argue the product on the field isn't even worth paying for, especially when I'm telling you, when Julio was out, this guy was the number one receiver and in two different offenses, an offense that he knew well, didn't look good. And then in three games last year with Arthur Smith's offense, like I don't even know how many targets he had really. It's, it's a very run driven offense. So I wouldn't pay that guy too much money. I mean, I, I think he'd be a solid two somewhere. Yeah, you mean a three in the L.A. Rams because you know that's where he's at. <laughs> Inevitably going to go. He's going to go up to fucking go. yeah, New England. Yeah. But no, yeah, I don't think that – he can't be a number one. They almost have – I don't think so. It's like that drop-off when you saw Dallas earlier this year. You had a, like, in the Kansas City game, you had Michael Gallup was already out, or Michael Gallup goes out hurt, and Amari Cooper, I believe, goes out hurt. C.D. gets no, right before It's C.D., so it's like, okay, double Amari – have fun, Michael Gallup. You're not gonna you're not gonna break one off. Yes. That's what that's what kind of happens when you have Calvin Ridley. And you saw that when Julio left. It doesn't matter if Julio is 50%. You're gonna borderline double team that guy. Because this Julio's 50% is better than 85% of the league right now. Yeah. So it's Calvin, we'll we'll kind of see how that goes, but it's a man. shame we'll never really find out if he is gonna possibly be a one or not, too, because we're seeing it so often now where there's always like power tandem wide receivers. The team that's going to go get Calvin Ridley is very likely not going to be asking him even to be a one, but just be one B. It's kind of like what we see in Tampa for all these years with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. A lot of people. Yeah. And it's like, do you know if Godwin's a one, Well, you're not really asking him to be a one right now. So we'll find out. So I feel like it's a very similar kind of situation. It's, He's going to get paid. It's just a matter of where he goes and what his responsibility will be there. 
I 100% agree with you. And, and now that you're talking about Tampa, I heard uh, old Tommy B was on the phone with Julio a couple days ago. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it would be the ultimate stab in the heart and twist if Julio went there. So I don't think he'll do it. But, but hell, can you, can you blame him? He's Those creamsicle Julio Jones jerseys are going to be nasty. Uh, you got to get one. Nah, I, know. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> don't worry. I'll do it for you. He's like, that's my guy. That's my favorite Falcon for sure, which I was going to ask you guys because I get a heated debate when I ask anybody. Is Julio Jones a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah. Why is that even a question? Some people just, just say no because of, he doesn't score touchdowns. Now, like, for example. His production, like, if he's not scoring touchdowns and has shitty yards, I get it. But he's getting, like, 13, 14, 1,500 yards. Yeah. Like, six touchdowns. Like, What's wrong with that? Like there was like one year he had he didn't get his first touchdown until like week we, eight. Yeah, something. I remember that. I had him on fantasy. He, ended, he only ended with like three or four <laughs> yeah. that year. Yeah, I mean it's rough, but I think it's just the Falcons how they used him. And I think that Calvin Johnson like raised that bar so high with that standard and that type of wide receiver. Where if you're not putting up similar those numbers, it's not dominant. But yeah. the people that understand the game and know it will look at all the numbers, not look at one column. You agree, Wally? Well, I think that there's something to be said, too, about when you said Julio Jones' name for five or six years, it was he's either the best wide receiver or second best wide receiver in the league time in and time again. That means something. Stats are great, but when you watched Julio Jones, we're going to be the old men talking about him and be like, wow. when he was what in his prime, this guy was special. Yeah. he's got to be a hall of famer no way how he can't paid. be and everyone remembers that that first sunday night or monday night clip where they're throwing it to him into the end zone and his vertical going up one-handed before that little guy obj kind of ruined the one-handed grabs for everybody dude was a freak of nature and he was the one who set the president of alabama wide receivers i felt like we he definitely never saw anything and now we put them along with their running backs on a huge pedestal now i think Julio jones is obviously a, a big reason for that now there was one question or there's there's a statement that i want to make kind of like what you said with julio jones he's always in that five six seven year window it's always julio's the best and then someone else it reminded me of a segment kobe had he goes all these years because kobe was in that in that downfall you know you had the end of magic that or not the end of mj you had the start of lebron and kobe was being interviewed he's like you know i'm just really tired of not being known as the best because you ever notice that it's it's Kobe and this guy, Kobe and this guy. That name, the and this guy always changes, but my name stays the same. Same thing with Julio. Oh, it's either Julio or DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, it's Julio or Calvin Johnson. For a while, it's Julio or Antonio Brown. Julio or Antonio Brown. That's but a he, big question. But do you see the but do you see the consistency there? It's always Julio and somebody. Yeah. You gotta give the respect. I definitely think that he's a wide receiver. Who are or wide receiver? I, I, I was like, think he's uh, a yeah, Hall of Fame wide receiver. I think he's a wide yeah, it was his position. You're and right. I go, and I go as far as saying <laughs> I think he's a football player as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. It's the last thing I'll say about the Super Bowl and Julio. I know I've been talking years off about the it. Catch. That's why you're on here, baby. The catch, man. That's the only time. Why well, I'm, I'm a very realistic fan, and there's the only moment the entire Super Bowl. We're up twenty to three in the third quarter. It's the only moment that I thought, holy shit. We are going to win the Super Bowl. And it lasted like 10 seconds because there was a holding call right afterwards. But that catch, man, if, if we win the Super Bowl, I think that catch alone gets him in first ballot. But Didn't he have another one as well? When it was 28-20 to 20 with 
I want to say like four or five minutes that's to go. It. Yeah, and you guys were moving down. Yeah, that's okay. I thought you said twenty eight to three. I'm so like, maybe he, he had two amazing field goal range, and then we got a holding call. Yes, took us out, and then Devontae Freeman missed the block. Dante Hightower comes in, strip sack, strip sack. Yes. So, and then they get the ball down eight, and of course, you know Tom Brady's going to come and punch that thing in, and. Yeah, that was easy. Money. I got you. That's my bad. I misunderstood. No, which you're good. Time you're talking about. I have right. to remember the catch. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's I'm, one of the best catches of all time. It'd be remembered the same way was. Mario Manningham's catch would have been remembered. The only yeah. difference was is the Falcons didn't win the Super Bowl. And uh, what the what's the old saying? It's the the victors write the history books or whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah. Hey, don't forget about the catch he had this year against Tennessee where the ball deflected off a player's helmet and he readjusted and toe-tapped while diving in. I believe it was a Thursday night game and one of, like, the six games that he played. But to all the fellow Falcons that go against Evan in the Hall of Fame resume argument with Julio Jones, 959 is rookie year, 1198. Only played in five games. The next year at 580, 1593, 1871, 1409. 1444, 1677, 1394. I don't think there's an argument. I, I'm actually really surprised you've had people kind of combat you on that because I feel like he's kind of you probably think Roddy Roddy White's a fucking hall. Well, of I mean, he's closer to me to being a first ballot Hall of Famer than not a Hall of Famer at all. So what about Matt Ryan then? Because here's what I think happens: people tie them together and they say, Well, you know, if Matt Ryan's not in. Julio's not in. If Julio's in, Matt Ryan's in. I think that's where the argument starts. And I'm like, numbers-wise, Matt Ryan's in. But I, we're I like lead. So I like Matt Ryan's. I like Matt Ryan's number. I like the chance. Dude's a good quarterback. Like at the end of the day, that dude is solid. He's just not given. He's never given the correct situation outside of the Kyle Shanahan years. So are we holding off judgment until? after this year with the Colts to see if that guy's a Hoff or what? He is a Hoff. He has the best old line. I don't uh, see. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer right now. Uh, We've had this argument too many times, but you're right. I mean, we give him who knows two, three years with the Colts with that line, that run game. There's a chance he can still do it. I mean, we just saw Matt Stafford really bolster his own Hall of Fame resume with a Super Bowl in LA where before a lot of people, I felt like they were in that same discussion as guys that, are really really good but with the changing days of football i don't know how the voters are going to judge that exactly not transcendent but great good to great not terrific see i i've always been a huge matt ryan guy but this is the thing that i will i'll fight for him and i do believe he's a hall of fame quarterback i think he's going to do great things in indianapolis once they address the wide receiver or just any pass catcher outside of jonathan taylor in the backfield you don't like paris campbell man Get him on the fucking field. Oh Keep him on the field. <laughs> he'll last, be, he'll be on the field this year, buddy. Don't last worry four years, Matt Ryan was sacked 40, 41, 48, and 42 times. Outside of Russell Wilson, who we give a lot of slack on about how amazing it, maybe not you, I'm kind of a little bit higher on him than you are, Wally. I do, do still uh, agree with the take. But we can't put Russ Wilson up there and be like, well, he doesn't have an O-line, he still performs. Matt Ryan is the definition of not having an O-line. 40 plus, including 48 that led the league in sacks three years ago, or how many times sacked. This dude can't he can't hold on the ball. And he's still throwing over 4,400 yards. Cut that in half. Why would this guy not be putting consistent out 
5,000 yard seasons in Indy with the additional game as well. I'm not talking completely out of my ass. And he's got a run game too. And he's got a run game. He never had just has no one to throw to. And like a weird stat to kind of just tack on, not to just pile on this, but um, he has been top three in QB pressures for 12 years straight. Even he even has a quick release, like not Stafford esque, but he has a pretty quick release. Like this guy gets rid of the ball quick but he gets sacked and pressured more than anybody else. And so good luck to Marcus Mariota. Right. But I think he'll be, yeah, happy, legs. I think he'll have a pretty good season next year, man. I'm, I'm rooting for Matt Ryan. Happy about that. Open Julio goes somewhere where he can win. Just not Tampa. That's kind of Matt cool. Ryan or Matt Stafford more likely to be all of famer right now. Ooh. We have a very heated debate about the Matt Stafford hall of famer. Well, I, it's not that I don't think these guys are going to get to the point where they're deserving or anything like that. It's just, I'm really scared of that. You, It's the cliche, the hall of very good. I don't want to saturate or oversaturate the hall of fame market too, where, I mean, you just talked about Russell Wilson. If it wasn't for the Legion of boom, are we talking about him and questioning whether or not he's a hall of famer? And it's just a lot of these guys. It's situationally based where regrettably for Matt Ryan, if they get that super bowl, there's probably a lot less discussion about it. I just want to give these guys their full career. I hate doing this mid-career. So much can yeah. change. Like Russell Wilson, if he retired tomorrow, I mean, we're having the different discussion again. I, I'm i talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I, I would say right. Matt Stafford right now, I would have to give a very narrow edge. I'll, I'll over Matt Ryan. Or did you just speak? Oh, he, he said over Matt Ryan. It's too Matt, so I wanted to make sure that you didn't Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Stafford over Ryan – on what april 12th 627 and 2022 this moment i think matt stafford is a hall of famer before him this guy fucking knows his dates i love it it's not at all man um (laughs) and matt matt stafford's got years on him too i i'd take that bet and i think matt ryan's gonna have i he's gonna get extended years with that offensive line play and i think that he's gonna i mean he's got what two years left on his contract Here's last on the deal. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, extend them because at the end of the day, if it's not Carson, yeah, like it's... nothing can get worse than Carson Wentz. He's 37 already, man. I think Stafford is what 34. You put you put yeah. him in a dome with a great O line, you're gonna expend extend his career a little bit. He's an upgrade from Carson Wentz for sure. I don't know if you guys have had that conversation. Oh, I don't. We were honestly, we were kind of gonna throw that. We were going to like just do that in our segment tomorrow, but it kind of naturally just came here. Yeah. What I threw in there is what quarterback, and obviously I know we talked a lot about Matt Ryan, but what quarterback on a new team is showing the most pressure? You got Matt Ryan in India, you got Russell in Denver, you got Carson Wentz in Washington. I feel like I'm missing another one as well. I mean, it's got to be Russell, right? I mean, it's got to be because, yeah. because he left. All right. So, I know Wally is feeling the hurt on the AFC. It's a great time to be an NFC fan right now. It is. And oh boy, oh boy. It's lovely. Except, except for the whole Tom Brady thing. Well, yeah. I wish he was left in the AFC. Got too. One year that left, fucker man. almost went to Miami. That's not that. We'll, I heard about that. Yeah. We'll follow, we'll follow that up with this. But I'm just thinking to myself, well, hey, Russell Wilson left uh, an understacked NFC to go to not only the AFC, but to go to the toughest division in football right now, which you are feeling, I'm sure, every single day while it's got to hurt you a little bit that 
your division decided to have a cold war race. It's not like the NFC West was, like, a, was a walk they did by last either. year, you know? Yeah. The NFC, yeah. both the West out there. So it's, he went to a harder division. He requested but. a trade out of an organization that he basically ran and now is going to Denver, who's a well established organization. John Elway is your GM. Like, I don't know. I produce. I've man. been seeing these stories about John Elway coming into like quarterback interviews and contract talks wasted. Well, hey, maybe he likes to tip one back or two. You know? He's in Colorado. It's just the altitude, I it's guess. Altitude. I, didn't, I didn't put that in. I didn't put maybe that Russell in. Wilson's doing the, the old Nathaniel Hackett buying into that whole he's a quarterback whisperer stuff. So we'll see. But I think that they're the fourth best team in the AFC West still. I think the pressure's on him because because of that. Because he makes a trade to a, to a team with a, with a legitimate defense. However, the division in which he got traded into, like you said, I think they're still – they're, they're the fourth, third or fourth best team. Yep. It's them and the Raiders, they're three and four. And I have done the math and I've, and I've played enough Madden to know that with the new wild card, four teams from the same division can make the playoffs. Absolutely. However, highly unlikely it's possible. So do you think that this year we're going to see it? If there was a year, I would think it'd be this year. I, I don't know. I find myself saying that a lot since they've had right. this. I was like, NFC West, absolutely. Wally, uh, kudos to Wally on that. He was like, no, Seattle's going to be a dumpster fire this year. I so I was pretty high on them with last year. But if anything is going to go and stop me for if you've heard this before, Wally, it's going to be the AFC West this year. <laughs> How are you feeling about the Chargers, Wally? I still think that they – I mean, they're kind of like one of those teams that for whatever reason, there's such a culture of something will go wrong when we need it to go right. That yeah. until they actually get over that hump and really kind of exceed expectations for a change, why do I believe that it's going to change? I, I think for me, the Chiefs are still going to be the team. I know everybody's so quick to jump off them because Hill's gone now. They have the most picks in the entire draft coming up and they yeah. can go up and get whoever they want. I'm terrified of the idea of them moving up to get Jamison Williams. So I just think that you're going to see the Chiefs run the division again, and you're going to have the Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers all right around that nine to ten wins because they're beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, I I, I like that take for sure. I feel like the Chiefs. Um, I mean, this is the most wide receiver rich draft I'm, I can. And remember. they have nothing but picks to extend that. Yeah. They can move up. They can move up top top ten in a heartbeat. Well, they, and not they don't, even have, they don't even have to lose one of their two. One of their two picks. Give me, give me a, give me your eighth pick, Atlanta. I was say, I'll give, I'll give you my first round and both my phone. second rounds. Like, Falcons okay, are picking try. up the phone, man. We'll move back. I'd love to. I would love to move back. So I don't under. This is one thing I'll never understand with my friendship with Evan is he is consistently ready to watch Atlanta lose for a good pick. Yet when that good pick happens, oh, I want to, I want to trade back. Well, look what they did last year. They take a tight end with the fourth pick. <laughs> He's you know, a stud. You know how bad you have to suck to get the fourth pick? Because you have to be – you can't be worse than Jacksonville. It's just not possible. You can't be worse than the Jets. It's just not possible. They don't allow it. And then usually, you know, the Giants are in there somewhere. Like, there's a couple oh, – the, the Lions, too. The Lions. You can't be worse <laughs> than these teams. Like, so for us to have the fourth pick, I was like, this is the peak of us sucking – Let's do something awesome with it. And, I mean, heck, you know, Kyle Pitts, he broke the record for the receiving yards. But uh, that was because of the 17th game. There's an asterisk and it will always be tainted. There's a 17th game. And who else was there to pass to? Nobody. Also, Nobody. side note, with that, what's, what sucks, it sucks that Kyle Pitts broke it. Congrats to him. Ditka. 
But Dicka had it with two less games. Yeah. He's had it this whole fucking time. Legend. Absolute legend. legend. And it takes an extra game to bring that tour to three more games for them to finally break it. That's insane. And, and I also they didn't don't pass as much back then. That's true. They didn't I don't pass know how as he much. did it. I, I would have loved to watch that Mike Dicka season, but God, that guy, God, that guy fucked so hard, but fuck the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I, I haven't heard too much talk from Steve about the Packers. Uh, the Packers. I've had any questions, right and there's really nothing to talk about because I'm too, too busy being depressed. Yeah, like you'd rather have that uh, that face of the franchise than, than maybe keep that good rider receiver. All right, we're talking about the Packers. So I guess I'll jump in. You know what? You know what's been coming across my mind the last couple of days? What's up? The most, the most underrated wide receiver in the league needs to get traded for <laughs> and come to Green this. Bay. Who's Who is that? Uh, who do you think the most underrated wide receiver is? Oh, man. What about you, Wally? Yeah, underrated Wally. in the entire league? Entire league. Oh, God, you put me on the spot right now. I'd probably say T. Higgins right now. Whew. No, you're high. There's only one correct answer. Whoa. Oh, Hunter Renfro? <laughs> I was thinking Oh, Hunter sorry, Renfro. our connection's uh, getting shitty. Let me, I was thinking Hunter Renfro, but I knew He's going to be over here telling me Alan Lazard again. He's been um, – it's fine. I'm not kidding. Had That's a better right. career than Henry Ruggs. I called it two years ago. We will pull the – You know why. You know why, and we're not getting into it. Sorry my wide receivers don't like to kill people. Talk about asterisks, man. There's an asterisk. Yeah, he's, wait, he's, like, he's been, like, patting himself in the back ever since. Like, told you he'd have a better career. I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. For the record, I do it mostly because I know all of Wally's pet peeves. <laughs> like, oh, man, it's so gloomy out here. Well, I'll wait 15 minutes. The weather's going to change. Uh, giving me having me being me flaunting my right choice strictly because it's something out of all of our controls. Like, like I'm not a genius for picking. I said Alan Lazard out of pure spite out of him. He caught me in a good mood, and I was like, "He's right." But no, it's Alan Lazard going to have a better career. So since that since that happened, I've just been like, "Dude, I'm right. You're such a enjoy your Robbie Gold jersey." That's all I got to say. I'll re- I'll remember What's when I was it? right too. Is that who it is? That is that is that is who it is. And shout out to Adam Alfonso. He's the one who uh concocted Gold, that huh? with it's it's the robbie gold san fran so it's a double burn it's a Man. double burn oh i was gonna say i thought it was gonna be a robbie gold bears jersey because it was just like a double-edged sword we'll have to talk about that later oh, no it is a robbie sorry you're right it is a robbie gold bears jersey Good. there i i got it flipped over but the correct who's your answer for a wide receiver i kind of think maybe like alan robinson That's i do like bad. him a lot he's been stuck in the desert forever yeah keenan allen he gets hurt so much, man. When's the last time he's been hurt? Last I'll pull, I'll probably, he, he probably missed like nine games last year. I hope you enjoy this. Check the numbers, man. This guy. This guy has. This guy's played full seasons the last like no, three or four years. I agree. His talent. His talent is top five, but it's almost like Julio. Like, is he going to be on the field when you need him? Because that's important. Dude, he tore his ACL one time, three separate times. Like, people will never <laughs> let that go. <laughs> like, what is the deal with? Oh, uh, we need. We hey, need while you're doing that, uh, we want to thank you first of all, Evan, for coming on. I know we're running a little long. It's going to be close to an hour. But but while he's looking that up, is there anything you want to plug? Anything at all you want to say? Really, again, appreciate you coming on, by the way. No, I mean, honestly, I, if I was going to plug anything, it'd be the show. I've been a big fan. Um, the two men with the golden pipes here. You know, I, I love listening to you guys. She, he loves you more than me, for the record. He's like, oh, Wally, Wally, Wally. I'm like, I'm also on that podcast, for the record. I don't know if you actually listen, but. Well, and I am I'm digging the flow, by the way, while I oh, thank loving you. the baseball girl out. Is that, is that what the, the, we're going for the pitcher? 
No, see, it, it was more or less one of these things. I'm like, I've never had anything longer than a buzz cut since I've been a child. So I'm like, I'm going to grow it out one time and I'm just going to go until I'm tired of it. And right now I'm not tired of it. Yeah, think for yourself every once in a no, while. No, that's, that's the good area, right? Right where you're at right now, it's kind of that hockey mullet. You know, I'm a hockey exactly. guy. Exactly. So got a lot of lettuce right now. It's a good salad you got going. You so. a thra- I, I know they're gone, but were you a Thrasher's fan when you were growing yeah. up? I had oh, season man. tickets to them too, man. God, I love you. So, I love you. <laughs> the, their season tickets were 180 bucks, and it's a what is it? An 82 game season. So no, yeah, 62. 62. No, so like, no, it was 82. Shut 82. up, Stephen. Wait, wait, NHL was 82? 82. Yeah, it's 41 each. 41 home, 41 roads for 180 bucks. I mean, it was awesome. And yeah, no. So I I love the Thrashers. I didn't actually like them because I actually felt bad for them. That stadium's so empty, but. Um, I like to go into the games. That's for dang sure. Uh, they had some really, really fun players at the end too. What Vander Kane, Chris Chelios. It was a lot of fun. See, I yep. see growing up in Carolina, I hated Atlanta because we were in the same division. But one of the dopest um, logos back in that day. Huh. I remember having like a Thrashers. Like, I think I got like a puck or like something when I was growing up, and I was like, "Fuck this team!" But they're cool now because of the Winnipeg Jet Jets. What, was it? what the fuck is that? Yeah, they're the Jets now. This is what I want to get out here. To bash your ass. Keenan Allen has missed two games <laughs> the last five seasons. Full games. Ooh, okay. 1138, 992, 1200, 1200, just under 1400 right. last five years. I want that guy on my team. And Mike Williams just got paid 20 mil while this guy's rotting. What did uh, T. Higgins do last year by chance? Just curious. Let me get the old T. Higgins. Also, a side note with Mike. Looks like T. Higgins actually had some labrum surgery here. You spotted at the Cincinnati Reds. And the Cleveland Guardians, fucking stupid name, uh, baseball game today in a sling. So it looks like he's gonna, uh, he should be, be good to go, but you don't know that. He might have to get a fucking amputee. He could be Julio and tweak it. T. Higgins getting his arm amputated. You heard it here first on Loss of Down, everybody. Uh, hot take. So T. Higgins, 14 games with 174 receptions, just under 1,100 yards with six touchdowns last year. Okay. And I think that you'd have to give up quite a bit if you wanted Keenan Allen. But it is a telling move that they signed Mike Williams such a large deal. A fat contract. And a lot of that was, what, three or over six, up to yeah. 60 mil? You got, yeah. I think it was like 20, how much was that? I think it was like right around 35.7. I'm just spitting out my ass at this point. There you go, 35.7. I like it. As long as I throw the decimal in there. It it's a mess like, in here, bro. No, nobody will look it up. You're fine. <laughs> this is my house yeah, Stop wow. doing this. before i let you go i need to ask this i've been you know there is a reason i asked you who your most hated falcons players are who yeah. your favorites are yeah. uh fuck mary kill you got d'angelo hall you got tony gonzalez yeah. and you got calvin ridley oh and i actually God. want to take away tony gonzalez because you're obviously gonna marry him. Why the fuck would you not? I knew. I was gonna marry Tony G. What the heck? And I'm, and I'm gonna insert Devontae Freeman now. Oh, Mary fuck kill. Who are we taking? Oh man! All right. You said Freeman, Ridley, and D'Angelo Hall. I love D. Hall. I guess I'm marrying D. Hall because he'd fight for me. Yeah, he tears Achilles after getting uh, his ankles broken by D Hop. Other than that, he should be good. I guess I forgot about that. I'd have a spite fuck for Devontae Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd let Calvin just kind of ride off into the sunset, I suppose. That's a pretty tough list, man. That's a. I know. Why do you, that's what I was like. I would do it with people you love because you're going to have to ask somebody, but you're not going to be happy in any scenario. No, that's sometimes like the angry fuck is the best one, you know? <laughs>
I don't know. I'm just generally a happy sorry, person. Sorry, family, family oriented. Um, <laughs> no, some, we are not. I don't know gotta, sometimes you gotta let it loose, you know. So hey, maybe that probably would be how it would go. Well, Evan, thank you for a letting me in the house, no hopping on the pod, always listening. You've been a, you've been a huge fan since day one. So he's always one of the first people that are like, hey, are you have you dropped yet? Or hey, I I agree with this. He never disagrees because we're geniuses. So I love that for you. And you're and you're always, and you're always there in a, in a good sport when uh, when we're thrashing the Atlanta Falcons, mostly Wally, because you know I back it up. I was gonna say like I, all this talk about Steve liking the Falcons. Whenever I talk to Steve, not on the show, he's like. Yo, fuck your boy Julio and fuck the Falcon. All this, all this talking, all kinds of trash. So I'm like, we didn't even do anything. We're just trying to sit in the corner and collect our draft picks. Just leave us alone. And yeah, that's basically where we're at right it's now. It's my favorite time of the year when we when you talked about it earlier on, like around week nine, week ten, you guys are completely out of the race, and then they just start. Yeah, they just start stringing in wins, and you're like, I I hate my life. I've never seen someone. It's both of you. It's like you and the Pirates, him and the Falcons. Like you guys have that relationship, they and I never understand. You're like, God, could you win earlier? Could you win when I cared? And, <laughs> you know, being I'm, up here, you got I got to pay for season tickets and the Sunday ticket. You don't have to so, pay for Sunday ticket. Yeah, but I do though. I still, I, I'm a, I'm a law-abiding citizen with some laws. Okay, let me let me throw this at you. Okay. No, because the main reason you want to get a Sunday ticket is because you're like, well, I need to get back to the league. It's the league I love so much. No, it's because I don't want it to interrupt. I don't want my cracked streams to cut out when Julio might be catching his only touchdown of his career. Like, That's I true. want to see this shit. So I want to pay premium bucks. I even, like, was on the phone just arguing with DirecTV, like, please take my money. And they <laughs> wouldn't. It was, it was terrible, man. So I, I finally got it this year, but I did go through my grandma's direct TV account. It's just a whole thing. And they sucked. So dude, just stream it. Life is a Falcons fan, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Dude, thanks for coming um, on. Yeah. Big fan of the show, as I said earlier, and uh, you guys keep doing your thing, man. Uh, I think it's going to go somewhere. I love it. So, Hey, we're trying to we got the number one fan right here. Evan, you're the man. Congrats to on your Braves championship. Yeah. I know you got to raise a banner last week. So even though this is a beginning of a long rebuild, at least you get a little happiness in the meantime. You're right. A little bit of happy. You got to find the positivity somewhere, right? Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely, buddy. You take care. We'll have you back on soon. Yes, sir. Willie Mo always ready. Willie Mo always ready. Willie Mo always ready. Willie Mo always ready. Mo City, man. Willie Mo gonna run it back like Mike T. Set it up and I'm gonna kick it like Matt Bryan. Let move till I snap like mud. Once again, shout out to Evan Desker for coming out on the show. And we, you know, we had to end on that high note of the uh, Mary fuck kill. I thought that was really good. I want to, I want to toss it to you. Devontae Freeman, was it Calvin Ridley, Tony G? I know you don't really have any investment in the Atlanta Falcons, but who, who'd you be taking on that? Well, you got to obviously marry Tony G, but it, the problem is, is that I I'm think of him that. more as a chief. So at that point it gets hard. And I think you actually replaced him on the show with who was it? I want to say oh, it was Devontae Freeman. Devontae, it was Devontae Freeman, the uh, running back. Yeah, but I thought you already said, didn't you have a corner that you also had? Oh, uh, it was Devontae, D'Angelo Hall, that and uh, Calvin Really. That's what it was. Well, then obviously it'd be Mary. I'd probably say Mary D'Angelo at this point. Is, yep. I mean, it's too early to tell with Calvin Ridley, so I guess he's got to be the the quick one-nighter, and then sorry, Freeman, you're you're on your way out. 
Yeah, I'm the same way. I totally forgot about him existing. Even if he played in Baltimore this past year and got some touchdowns, I totally forgot that he was a dominant running back for half a season in Atlanta. Absolutely. Well, let's go on now. What do you say? Bruce Arians, he's retiring. He was forced out. Well, we assume he was forced out by Tom Brady and now Todd Bowles, the new head coach there. I just will be quick on this. I know you hate Bruce Arians. You got to imagine, though, that Todd oh, Bruce Bowles- Arians guy. Why is everyone so high? It was cool when he took over for Chuck Pagano and then, like, he, him and Carson Wentz or Carson Palmer linked up there in Arizona. But these last couple of years, he's just gone sour. I, uh, he's always like, oh, yeah, I don't do shit. Like, my coaches do everything. And I'm like, what? Outside of calling Tom Brady out in like a very douchey fashion, what do you do? Because you don't take any credit. And literally everyone – and my prediction is it soured between him and Tom. That's why he retired. He only came back because we're like, okay, we'll make Todd Bowles the head coach and we'll push him out. And he's like, fine, I'll come back. No, I mean, I heard a similar kind of thing about how – I mean, just their dynamic really rubbed each other the wrong way. Tom Brady's Mr. Let's Eat Kale and, and- – talk about football on March 1st and Bruce Arians is like, uh, dude, actually I'm going to go to the bar. I'm not worried about football until maybe July. So I can definitely see that styles clashing a little bit and, oh, you know, like good luck. To work ethic, right. Yeah. I mean, well, and that Arians, I mean, age, I mean, he has nothing left to prove. I don't blame him for wanting to basically be a little more laid back too. So good luck to Todd Bowles. Good luck to the Bucks. Looks like they've got a good one there. He gets a second chance as being a head coach, and he's way – he's in obviously a way better situation than he was when he was the coach for the New York uh, the New York Jets there for a little bit. I'm excited. The defense is going to be filthy. He's got Tom Brady to take care of that side of the ball. I think Tom's got the best of the best of both worlds. He's almost like – it's like the head coach of the offense to the assistant head coach. Doesn't get any slack. He's like, Todd, just go take care of the defense. I got this side, bud. That's pretty much it. So Tom gets his dream. He kind of gets to be playing offensive coordinator with nobody to report to now. Seems a little bit like a dream. He went from just like that one mom that is just over the top protective of you to just like the absolute like really cool mom that lets you drink in the basement when you're 16. Like I feel like that's that transition over the last couple of years since coming back from New England. So it's nice. We'll see, too, because free agent Tom Brady is possible next year. He has no – or he has a no-franchise tag clause in his contract. So, if he wants to come back next That's year – That's brilliant. I'm just saying, if he comes back to the He's NFL, why back. not? Well, maybe one of these teams can trade for him. We're going to talk to next – talk about next. Philadelphia the Eagles and the Saints just complete. it seems like they just flipped and just gave each other the picks, essentially, that, that one hat. The Eagles give up the 16th and 19th and a sixth rounder in exchange for the 18th pick, a third, a seventh round this year, and the Saints' first pick next year, as well as a second round pick in 2024. I don't know what the hell the Saints are doing. Essentially, they both these teams are getting a two picks in the top 20, literally right next to each other. I think it sets up Philadelphia very nicely. I don't know what the hell New Orleans is doing, but they're looking like they want to be able to reload and reload quickly. And maybe Jameis Winston is that answer. And it's obvious with what's his name, Dennis Allen. I can't, I still can't believe that guy's going to 
going to be a head coach. I, I'm not sold on him. And I, I don't know how you feel about him because he's the only place he had coach was your Vegas Oakland Raiders at the time. But I'm interested to see what Philly's going to do this year in the draft because Jalen Hurts might be on the way out. I'm not sure. What were your thoughts? Definitely go back and listen to the Zach Youssef interview if you haven't had a chance to yet, people at home, just because he really, I guess, gave me some ideas about the Eagles here too. Like some things I didn't notice where, first of all, it's Howie being Howie. I mean, the guy loves trades. He's addicted to trades and he's addicted to moving draft capital. So this was like the perfect thing for him. But Zach brought up some really good points last week in that the Eagles are going to be picking one spot ahead of the Saints with both of their first round picks. So that's interesting when you're acquiring that draft pick from that other team, makes you scratch your head a little. I think the Eagles, they're going to be in love with a receiver here. You'd imagine the first round, pair him up with Smith. could be a lot of fun, but the Saints are the ones that really have me wondering because they are going to be, at least the way I look at it, they're going to be in the market to move up for one of these quarterbacks. This felt like a move that was more or less just the precursor to another move. Well, a lot of things that I've been seeing about, which I'm kind of buying into it, is this This is going to set up Philly, right? They can either take that chance on a quarterback, maybe push Jalen Hurts out here a little bit, or they take that chance on the receiver to build around Jalen. You know what? It doesn't work out. We got a first-rounder next year. You're going to have two. Say you're not going to make the playoffs. Say that 5-11 and 11, that's how the Eagles are. They don't want Jalen Hurts anymore. Okay, that's going to be a top 12 pick on top of the pick that you have. There's going to be quarterbacks with a couple quarterback prospects that are highly touted next year. I know one of them being your boy, C.J. Stroud. I don't know if they want to take that chance. Talk to me in about 11 months. Maybe we'll have a different conversation. This could very well be what you were saying, that this is Philadelphia saying, Jalen, this is your year. This is your job interview. If you do well this year, you get more. If not... We just acquired a lot of draft capital and we can move on from you next year, whether it be the top guy in the draft, because Bryce Young's out there too. There's going to be a lot of other guys that emerge as well. But I had heard something. I want to hear your thought on this because it was weird at first, but now it's really got me thinking. Catherine Terrell of The Athletic, she's a beat writer for the New Orleans Saints. She's suggesting that perhaps the Saints being aggressive in giving up their 23 first-round pick, the only reason they did it is because if Sean Payton does come back next year, then you have the opportunity to trade Sean Payton for a potential first-round pick. So they're being extra aggressive right now. Okay, okay. I think that's kind of a stretch. I mean, I love that. When's the last time you've seen a coach get traded? Probably John Gruden, right? I, it's got to be right. I don't. I don't remember at least that like that head coach getting traded. Right. That is. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's an. That is a blazing take, and I love it. And this conspiracy theory. I'm here for the conspiracy theories. Uh, side note: birds are not real. <laughs> so I like that idea. Now, where he would go, I don't know. First round pick. You get a couple of them. You would think, right? Maybe maybe you can trade them to a team with two first round picks. Maybe the Eagles suck. And they want to keep Jalen Hurts, and then they fire their head coach, and then they just traded their first two round, two first round picks back to the Saints for Sean Payton. Now the Saints have four. There's my fucking, there's my bounce back to that conspiracy theory. There's mine. 
I mean, it's not a impossible, I, I guess. The one place that everybody has been in their head about is Dallas, right? Because if McCarthy doesn't get it done so this year, sense. he's already got that Jerry Jones connection. Dallas feels like the most natural fit. It's just now, does he actually want to come back? Yeah, and I don't. I think that's why Dan Quinn got the extension and stayed. It's we all know Mike McCarthy is not that guy, and you know he's he's going to get fired midseason because speaking about the Philadelphia Eagles, depending what they do and how this draft goes for them, they could get the edge over the Cowboys because the Cowboys have done nothing but gotten worse this entire offseason. Zeke isn't that guy. He's 18 mil on your salary cap right now. I don't know. Maybe they make him a move. Maybe they ended up cutting him. Maybe he doesn't look the same in training camp. He's a surprise cut here in June, July. You never know what this team is going to look like. And I do not like the direction they're going. But Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. Dan Quinn is going to take over as that head coach. I don't think Dallas is going to be that place. But, again, to kind of take what you just said, that that's not outlandish. Right? We see that. Jerry, I, I think he says – you don't know how big of a check I, I would write to win another Super Bowl, something along those lines. So maybe Sean Payton's in the – maybe he's the bank teller, something along those lines. Maybe. I, I, I really do think that if he's traded, it will be Dallas. But he might be the guy that falls in love with the booth or falls in love with, you know, the relaxed lifestyle. He's kind of a guy like Bruce Arians where I feel like he's not the new school coach where it's, or I guess it'd be more the new school coach because the old school guys, it's like the Vince Lombardi's it's 365 days a year, football, 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 Bill Belichick. I'm wearing like torn up hoodies. I probably have ketchup and mustard stains on my shirts. Sean Payton, Bruce Arians, you know, the Sean McVay's Kingsbury's these guys, they have a life outside of football and they aren't ashamed to admit that. And that's a good thing, but who knows? Maybe Sean Payton falls in love with this life outside of football. And he isn't back. If he is, I think it's Dallas. Hey, only time will tell. We don't need to talk about Sean Payton. We all see the jersey hanging there uh, above your right shoulder is what I'm assuming. Yep. Uh Looks like it left over the old Ricky, uh, the Brett Favre number. But in this sake, it's going to be one Derek Carr. If you don't know, three-year extension, $141.5 million. He's going to be making around $40.5 million a year. I want to say is what that number came out to. Maybe the decimal is off a little bit. He gets a three-year extension, and man, oh man, I wish we could just put the SpongeBob meme. Aaron Rodgers is Squidward, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Patrick, and SpongeBob running out. We need to get that out. I'll, I'll get on that as soon as we hop off this. But I, I'm happy for you, but I hate seeing you live my dream right now. If that was the case, and this was the SpongeBob meme, there needs to be another window, because I'm secretly looking through two, but it's much more of like this creepy I'm in love with both of the guys running around outside look I've never been this excited about the Raiders I okay maybe after 2016 because I was already in love with Derek Carr they had just gone 12 and 4 and went the broken ankle but it's taken me four or five years now to kind of get back up because the team was it felt like a Super Bowl threat going into 17 we haven't had that juice up until probably this year and the way this deal structure, we still don't know the guarantees yet, but next year, Derek Carr's still not going to be making a ton of money. I don't know if they've added voidable years to this. You know how that's kind of a new trend. That yep. wouldn't surprise me if Derek Carr and the Raiders were trying to make a push for a Stephon Gilmore, for a Tyron Matthew, 
after the draft, if that is still in play, if we feel like there is holes on that defense, that's where the money is going to be allocated. And this is as excited again, that I've ever been Derek Carr's the truth and people that have not bought in, this is, should be a wake up call because not only did Josh McDaniels go to Vegas strictly for Derek Carr, they went out and they immediately gave him another 100 and what 40, you said it was 141 for four years. Cause it obviously takes into account his deal or this yeah. last year. No, 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 no. It's three year 141. That four years is included. It's like a three year extension essentially with that 141. So see, I saw bit, the AAV. I see. I saw the AAV was going to be 35 million like over the next four. And it's going to be about 40 million a year after it's going to be like $121 million for the three year. Gotcha. But it's going to be, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I am over the moon. And the moron Raider fans, the moron Derek Carr haters, if this doesn't tell you how appreciated, how valued he is in the NFL, then get a clue. Get in line. Preach it. Preach it. Russell Wilson's a bum and Denver's going to come in the cellar. Let's go. They're not. I'm glad that the fourth best quarterback in that division got paid. No, I, you know, I he have did, to yeah, constantly. Right. He did get paid. Russell Wilson did get paid. Good for him. You know, it's, you know, who's happy about that is Russell Wilson. Cause he's looking for that 50 mil range next year anyway. So he's really happy that Derek Carr got that. And on top of Pat Mahomes and you know who the happiest side note is a couple guys, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. They're all fucking loving those contracts right now because right if it's 40 mil now and we have, Three, four years for Trevor Lawrence, three years for Burrow and Herbert. Oh, man, oh, man, that's going to be north of 50, maybe looking at 55, closer to 60 mil at that point. Great snag. It feels nice because it's always nice when the teacher's yelling at the class, but you know she's not. it's not directed at you. That's what I feel like when you go on your Derek Carr rants. I'm, I just sit back and I'm like, yes, because I love Derek Carr. He's a stud. Him and Devontae are going to light this league on fire. I think that – Hopefully, hopefully the division as well. I want to see Devontae win. I'm slowly, surely coming around, but it's it's gonna it's still gonna take a while. I'm, you know, I think maybe once I get the Devontae jersey, hint hint, little nudge there, uh, it'll make it a little bit easier. But Derek Carr, it's it's so well deserved, it, extremely underrated. Only quarterback in NFL history to have have a game where he has 90 percent completion, and he's done it twice. And there's only been three games in the league that's that that has happened to and. Under undervalued by a lot, underestimated by everybody outside of Vegas, Oakland area. So the man got paid. He got paid right. He's gonna be staying there for a while, and it's it still hurts. It's I hate, like I said, I hate watching people live live my dreams right now. I do feel bad for you and Packer fans, but not nearly as much as I feel happy for me. <laughs> I will say this too: if you are the if you're the student, you're like the front row kid that when the substitute teacher wrote a bad note, they're like, you know, this class was terrible, but you know what? Steven was really nice. So like, I'm like, I ne- yelling you know, I never you. got that. Yeah. I know that I was the in first name class, on that list. That's probably true. But in this class, I'm proud of you. So the other kids are going to hate you right now, but I am so proud of you for being on the right side of history. Oh man. It's just, it's rough. It's just like, it's like getting broken up with. And then he, I, is this how A-Rod felt now that he just saw uh, Benifer get engaged again? Jennifer, uh, 
J-Lo and Ben Affleck. I, I feel I'm mean, me and Aaron need to get together and he's a Packers fan. Oh, I feel, I guess things could be worse. I guess things could be worse. I love you. That's all. Just remember that it, it, you are welcome on the Raiders bandwagon next year when, you know, we're, I need an AFC be... team. I'm no, I'm already on the, I'm already on the Raiders bandwagon. You know what it sucks? I, I got bought a Raiders hat. I think it was like in before the 2016 season. And I was like, hell yeah, I finally have just simple dad, dad hat, all black, fucking sick. Got drunk, lost it. And then they just started doing really well. And I was like, well, this blows. So I need to get another Raiders hat. I'll hop on the bandwagon. Black is a slimming color. I need an AFC team. So why not? Fuck it. Think about this. A Super Bowl parade on the strip. That would be insane. There'd just be like, there'd just be lap dances in the crowd. You see people just like snorting lines off their baby's forehead. They're like, hey, look, we got Derek Carr. Let's go. You know, it, it would be insane. I'll probably be that guy. I will be, if there is a parade, I will make sure I'm there. I will be there. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're just going to, I thought, I, okay, I'm glad that's the way that you're well, going. No, uh, talking about snorting cocaine off a baby's head. I'm just saying, if the Raiders yeah. win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr, who knows what happens? All baby heads are fucked if the Raiders win the Super Bowl. That's not safe. You better watch well, yeah, out. Yeah, you know how they got that little, like, hole in their head at the beginning where it's, like, condensed? I imagine that'd be great to, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a little bowl. Even if, I could even do salsa and chips out of it. That's fat guy, Brad. Sorry, I fell apart there. Well, I would say bring, I'd, I'd say get some cinnamon toast crunch and make it like a cereal bowl, but you don't want the milk to get sour and it just, uh, it wouldn't be good. Yeah, because it'd get warm. Yeah, especially really in quick. Vegas. That, that dry heat. Oh, man. That'd be lumpy. But with that, that is going to bring us to an end of another episode. Jeez, I'm, I'm getting tongue tied like I don't do this once or twice a week. So, Wally, I'm happy for you, kind of. Got my, got my boy Paul Horning, loyal Packer back here, unlike Devontae. All right, that the knife is slowly coming out of my back, I promise. I'm, it's just going to take a while. We are finished with another episode. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, on Facebook and Instagram, Loss of Down. Make sure to go to our YouTube channel as well, Loss of Down, to get all the rest of the clips, interviews, as well as going to the Twitter, down underscore loss. I am depressed, named Stephen Weed. He is Wally. What are your parting words for these beautiful listeners and viewers? So I heard, just saw a crazy stat or, or heard one the other day, and I just wanted to say it, and this will be my final thought. But Ravens fans that have been bitching about how injured their team were last year, they had more right to bitch than I realized. So when you take into account adjusted yeah, games you? lost, when you take into account adjusted games lost, the Ravens last year – were the most injured team, the most unlucky team in 20 seasons. So if there's a candidate for a team to make a, you know, a rebound season, they'd be a really, really interesting one for me. I know we, I know we've been talking a lot about the AFC West. Like you said, with Baltimore being coming up, obviously uh, Pittsburgh's not going to be anything. But those three teams, the AFC North, that's going to be a bloodbath just between those eight teams, those seven teams right there. So I can't wait. April, God, I need this this uh, next five months needs to hurry up. It's almost there. As soon as the draft comes, we're on the back nine. We're almost there. Until next time, here's Wally. I'm Steve. We are lost some down, and we need it to be August, at least August. We love you, Dwayne. Could that work? All right, peace, Simba. Peace.